Fauci sits there on C-SPAN, on CNN, going back and forth, tit for tat, trying to have these owned moments uh, with Senator Rand Paul. Are you falling for that? Are, Are you seriously considering just the surface level nonsense with the tit for tat that he tries to play with the senator playing to the camera, playing to the leftist base. Are you actually falling for that? Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. The Joe Mobley Show is presented by Burt Gold Group. Text Mobley to 989898 for your no-obligation free gift from Birch Gold. Text Mobley to 989898. Mobley is spelled M-O-B-L-E-Y. Text Mobley to 989898 now. Guys, welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host in the original Uncloseted Conservative Thank you for being a part of the uncloseted conservative army that we're building. The creed is simple. We stand against tyranny anytime, any day, any tyrant. So speaking of tyrants, St. Fauci, the one and only St. Fauci full of grace is finally cashing in all of his ships. uh, The Fed boys uh, may have royally screwed up on all things Trump raid and the great GOP reset just might be upon us. Guys, all that and more, and it all starts right now. So just when you thought we couldn't get any better news, I mean, we've been kind of on a good news hype. Like, we, we've been climbing the mountain of good news. We, we've got... Uh, Brian Stelter getting kicked to the can. Um, You know, we got uh, more CNN shakeup coming in the future. I hope to see Don Lemon gone. uh, Tubin's gone. We don't have to see uh, CNN newscasters pleasuring themselves on live television anymore. Uh, But here's the deal. If you missed it somehow, the one and only Dr. Fauci uh, has announced his retirement. Of course, he's retiring early, and that has caused a lot of speculation, and we're going to be talking about that uh, on this show. Most notably, um, people are suggesting that it's just an attempt to avoid uh, accountability. So that's what this Newsweek article says. Uh, Fauci resigning out of fear of GOP investigations. But here's the deal. I mean. What should he be afraid of? This is some of his track record. He completely got AIDS wrong. If if you can remember back that far, uh, he he was the the AIDS guy. Well, well, I don't want to say AIDS guy. (laughs) He was uh, he was the AIDS czar. Maybe that's maybe that's a better way uh, to say it. It it was his kind of thing uh, to deal with. He was completely wrong about it. Everything. Um, about it that he said was wrong. You can't get it from toilet seats. And um, initially, he was saying that that was uh, exclusively a homosexual virus, uh, homosexual illness. Of course, we have monkeypox now, which is a literal, you know, homosexual issue, at least for now, before the gain of function, uh, things that the CDC boys have been playing around with uh, gets released on the public. Um, so he was wrong about that. He lied about that. He lied about lockdowns uh, working. And th- this is literal, guys. Literally lied. I, I totally forgot 
uh, to pull up this source. So bear with me while I get that pulled up. Um, yeah, but he lied about lockdowns working. And here's the deal. The reason that he lied is because he knew, just like all doctors knew, that lockdowns were never going to work, could not work, weren't designed to work. All right, let's uh, let's throw that over there. Uh, what else did he lie about? Hmm. He lied about the nature of the lockdown. The, the lockdown was really about our corrupt and tyrannical government bearing down uh, on the people. That's what the lockdown was about. Period. How do you lied about that? Uh, let's get this video file in here. Oh, come on. Going back and forth between desktop and Fauci lies here. Uh, he lied about the response being about controlling the virus. It was always about controlling the citizens. Uh, so he lied about that. Which is painfully clear now, now that we're on this side, uh, we we can see that he lied about that. He lied about their ability to destroy the virus, which is still here in some form or fashion. It, it's not super bad, uh, but he lied about that. And really what they destroyed was the economy, was the freedom and liberty that you had. They destroyed a whole generation of youth and their education. These kids are permanently set back, permanently. Lied about that. So he's seeing the writing on the wall, and it's not good. Uh, oh, real quick, before we, uh, before we move down to this, this is something interesting that he lied about. This is what uh, he had to say about vaccines Previously, back when you, you know, when a vaccine actually prevented illness, actually stopped you from getting the thing that you were being vaccinated against. Um, this is what he said previously, back when flu was a thing, uh, St. Fauci on flu vaccines. Get ready to hear the truth about America. No, we're not going to watch the, uh, <laughs> we are not going to watch the uh dan bongino show what is going on with this all right here we go specifically the flu in this clip check this out there we she's go had the flu for 14 days should she get a flu shot well no if she got the flu for 14 days she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself and so she if, not she get it? if she really has the flu if she really has the flu she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine all right, so that's the, uh, I guess, the old regime. If you have the illness, you don't need the vaccine. Those are the old facts of science. Uh, but we are under the new school of science where everything is apparently different. Um, so going back to the Newsweek article, uh, Newsweek reports Dr. Fauci is conveniently resigning from his position uh, oh, well, th this is them reporting um, what uh, Republican Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona uh, tweeted. Dr. Fauci is conveniently resigning from his position in December before House Republicans have an opportunity to hold him accountable for destroying our country over the past three years. This guy is a coward. I couldn't agree more with Representative Andy Biggs on this point. We've spoken about cowardice on this program before. And just to refresh your memories, courage is the requirement. It's that virtuous requirement that underpins all other virtues. Courage is the foundation. It's that virtuous foundation that props up all other virtues. Courage is, is the bill of courage is what the Bill of Rights is to the Constitution to a system of ethics and morality and and virtue. It's that important because cowardice results in widespread oppression. Cowardice results in 
thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, and in many cases, millions of deaths. Cowardice results in destruction. And the worst part about it is the coward rarely, if ever, sees the consequences of their actions. It's other people who who get cut down. It's other people who lose their livelihoods. It's other people. Dr. Fauci has been a coward for his almost 40-year career uh, with the United States government. This guy, his career has spanned seven different presidencies, and he is still here, and he still doesn't have a freaking clue what he's doing. And now, the guy who loves himself more than any of you love yourself is stepping down early. This, this is an obvious attempt to avoid accountability. Uh, and Andy Biggs gets it exactly right. This guy is a coward. The article goes on to say uh, Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, who has had multiple public squabbles with Fauci, pledged Monday to conduct a full-throated investigation into the origins of the pandemic, regardless of Fauci's impending departure. Uh, Senator Paul says Fauci will be asked to testify under oath regarding any discussions he participated in concerning the lab leak. This is regardless of his status as a government employee at the time. Doesn't matter at all. I don't care. Senator Paul doesn't care. And I'm glad that they're doing this. This, this is that, you know, the rats are abandoning the ship. They see the writing on the wall. They can see what is happening. They can see that the light at the end of the tunnel is an oncoming train and they are running scared. Doesn't matter. This is part of the legacy of Donald Trump that is not going to change. This is part of that Pandora's box that cannot be put back. This is, we, we cannot go back to a time before uh, Donald Trump's brand of conservatism, the fire brand of conservatism where the Freedom Caucus is growing and growing every day and we're not electing people like Mitch McConnell. We're electing people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. We're electing people like Lauren Brobart. We're electing, uh, well, uh, now, um, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name, but he's kind of uh, he's kind of a little bit disgraced right now. He's not getting reelected. Uh, representative out of North Carolina, Carthor, Madison Carthor. Um, but those types of people, when we're talking about political ideo ideological stances, not when we're talking about weird, uh, weird, nude, homosexual pranks or whatever, uh, whatever he's got going on uh, there. Don't look that up on the internet. It's a terrible video. I was sad uh, that I stumbled upon it. Uh, when I did, but yeah, I guess all weird butt stuff things go back to Dr. Fauci and his career of of getting these things wrong. And honestly, here's the deal: like this is how bad of a doctor he a doctor hasn't seen a patient in decades, hasn't seen a patient for as long as I've been alive. Um, but this is how bad of a doctor he is. He keeps getting wrong the easy stuff. STDs, STIs, whatever you want to call it, sexually transmitted illness, disease, virus, whatever, that's the easy stuff. It should be, hey, limit sexual contact. If you want to make your chances of getting this go down to zero, then abstinence. You cannot get it. It's not going to happen in the locker room or from a towel or a toilet seat. And he can't even get that right. It wasn't just that he botched AIDS. He's actively botching monkeypox right now today. And the CDC is actively botching monkeypox because it's not about public safety. It's not about the truth. It's about power control. And I hate to say it, but I really don't. It's about election manipulation. And if you don't realize that, then... I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't know that there's anything that we can do uh, to help you out with that, uh, because everyone can see this. Okay, the Federalist reporting the same thing. Dr. Fauci announces retirement in the hopes of avoiding accountability for his lies. Well, it's it's a little pointed to call him lies. No, no, it it really isn't. It's not pointed at all. 
article goes on, Fauci lied before Congress. He repeatedly denied the National Institutes of Health, NIH, had funded gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab. Gain-of-function research refers to making a virus more contagious, more infective, infectious, and or deadlier. Records confirm the NIH did, in fact, fund gain-of-research studies in Wuhan in 2012. If Dr. Fauci were a member of the other team, the other political party, you know what he'd be doing right now? He would be sitting in federal prison right now for lying under, er, under oath to Congress. But he is a member of the privileged class. And the privileged class isn't white people. That's a CRT lie. Sorry, Ibram X. Kendi. Sorry, Coates. Sorry, Robin D'Angelo. He is a member of the actual privilege holders, the liberal elite or the actual privilege holders. Otherwise, you don't get to shut down countries. You don't get to shut down businesses and shutter people in their homes and, and lie about masks not working and then or not needing masks and then saying, actually, you do need masks and then saying, oh, well, I lied because I wanted the mask for all of my friends, for all of my medical professional uh, colleagues. And you know, you and your family, screw you guys. We needed to make sure we got ours before you got yours. And then when we found out that there was enough, then we said, oh, you need to get this. Knowing that it doesn't work, knowing that these useless masks that you all wear, and guys, I don't know when the fear porn is ever going to die out because I'm seeing more and more masks again. It is 2022. They told you it was going to take 15 days to flatten the curve. And two years later, you're still wearing a mask. This is not a them problem. This is a you problem. There is something wrong going on inside your head that makes you believe that there is still a deadly pandemic going on. There are no signs out in the world of a pandemic except for the virtue signal except for the mask and the booster band-aids that you wear on your arm and your little frame around your social media profile pics that say what uh, vaccines you got, except you people that got the J&J, &J, you had to change yours for, well, reasons. They just, Johnson & Johnson just decided they don't like uh, hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. They just recalled their vaccine for, for no reason at all. They spent all the money researching and developing. It doesn't cause any issues. It doesn't, uh, it certainly doesn't cause blood clots. It certainly doesn't cause, uh, what is it? Sad, sudden adult death syndrome. It certainly doesn't uh, cause heart attacks or enlarged heart. It, it doesn't cause any of those things. They just decided, you know what, guys? We made this great product and we've got billions of dollars of orders, but We've got other stuff. We've got soaps and lotions and baby shampoos. We don't want this money. We're just going to take our ball and go home. We're going to take our vaccine and go home. If Fauci were a member of the Republican Party, if he was even remotely a centrist, he would be in prison right now. The article goes on, Fauci defended gain-of-function research, acknowledging there were risks of a pandemic. This is years ago. This is more than a decade ago. Fauci is defending the need to do gain-of-function research. It's in this article. Guys, the links are below. I'm really going to try to always put my sources below the videos. If not during the live stream, then shortly after. Definitely always on podcast. But the links are right here. You can go and see it with your own two eyes. And I love hearing that I'm wrong about something. Guys, the email address is ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. I love hearing your thoughts, your comments, uh, things that you would like for me to cover or look into. But especially when I am wrong, I love to be proven wrong. And then, hey, I'm on your side, bro. You proved me wrong. Then we're on the same team after that. I'm not just going to continue uh, being wrong. But I'll tell you what, I'm not wrong about this. Fauci defended gain-of-function research, acknowledging that there was a particularly a risk of actual pandemic, and he said the benefits outweigh the risk. Just a few years after his defense of the high-stakes research, the United States government deemed the work too dangerous and banned it outright. 
where's where's Fauci on that? And Fauci sits there on C-SPAN, on CNN, going back and forth, tit for tat, trying to have these owned moments uh, with Senator Rand Paul. Are you falling for that? Are, are you seriously considering just the surface level nonsense with the tit for tat that he tries to play with the senator playing to the camera, playing to the leftist base? Are you actually falling for that? Because he lies and lies and lies. These policies have caused death and destruction. These policies have caused an almost unfathomable in, uh, spike, an increase in depression and suicides across the spectrum, all ages, adolescent depression and suicide. Off the charts increases, and there's no accountability, and he's playing, you know, cutesy footsie with Rand Paul to try and get more viral moments on Twitter, to try and get the better clips on CNN. Well, that's your number one problem, Fauci. No one's watching CNN. They had to announce your retirement on other news stations just for the world to know because no one's watching CNN. Sorry. Ironically, the NIH just announced it is ceasing to fund the Wuhan lab, the same one that Fauci swears it never funded in the first place. This is another one of those classic problems where where they don't get their team of liars, they don't get their band of liars together to get the story straight first. This is the same thing that happened in Virginia where uh, the sitting governor, um, Ralph Northam, the former sitting governor, says there's no such thing as CRT, but then the candidate, Terry McAuliffe, you know, leftist governor candidate who lost to Youngkin over here, says that there is CRT and it's paramount that we teach it to our kids. They don't get their team of liars together sometimes and it shows because usually the leftists, they read from the same script no matter what. If today, therefore, the blue team or if today, therefore, grass is green, but tomorrow the line is grass is blue, they are all under one accord. The grass is blue now. But sometimes someone misses the meeting, probably because they stay home to pleasure themselves on a Zoom call, a la Tubin style, and they they miss their line. So Fauci is saying, hey, you know what? The NIH never, uh, uh, we never funded it. And then the NIH comes out just a week later saying that they're going to stop funding gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. This is the problem for Dr. Fauci, and it doesn't matter that he's not going to be the highest paid government employee, the longest tenured government employee, that permanent deep state, I will have this position longer than anyone else in government. The same thing we're hearing from the the very confused, I don't know, are they trans? Are they they them? Are they even human? I'm hearing that they might be a puppy Department of Energy uh, official who's very confused. The same line that he or they or whatever is using, that I am going to be in this position for multiple presidencies. Seven, seven presidencies under this guy's belt. And now he's deciding, this narcissist is deciding that he wants to just cash in his chips. He just wants to take his ball and go home, not falling for it for a second. All right, so I just realized that I do not have the uh, Rumble chat up. Let me get that squared away for you guys. All right, there it is. I've got it right there. Let's get the other chats up as well. Uh, Love hearing your chats. I miss them often. If you want to make sure that your message gets through to me, then you got to send me an email. The address is ask at djmobleyshow.com. And I love hearing your guys' thoughts. Send them over, ask at djmobleyshow.com. All right. And Getter Crowd, thanks for being here. All right. So speaking of uh, Rumble Crowd, Getter Crowd, guys, there are so many different ways that you can uh, consume the show. But however you're listening, watching, I don't know, stealing it from your neighbor's cable, who knows? Uh, Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe, okay? Like because the big tech platforms, they hate it. Uh, Make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss. And if you are subscribed, Double check because they 
accidentally unsubscribe you just from certain channels, you know, ones about firearms, the Constitution, freedom, the ones that might give you those bad ideas that aren't government approved, like the food pyramid. Uh, yeah, basically anything that can help you realize you're in the matrix and you need to get out of the matrix, they unsubscribe you. So make sure that you're subscribed and you can always uh, support the show directly by going to thejoemobleyshow.com. You can buy merchandise or you can go to hit that donate button um, and donate to the show. Every little bit helps. Uh, so thank you guys for that. All right. Oh, while I'm on that, um, new uh, new partner of the show here. Let's stop that. I tried to drop this in, but it kept giving me all kinds of heartburn. Uh, but guys, many of you know um, about kind of the, the sad story that happened with Dr. Zelenko, um, which is just heavily documented. And you can watch um, his amazing story on Rumble, really. You can't see it on YouTube, um, but Clay Clark uh, plays his videos all the time. Thrive Time um, podcast uh, plays his audio all the time. I'll be doing some as well. Um, but Dr. Z, Dr. Zelenko has got the Z Stack. Okay. The website is zstacklife.com. Again, that's zstacklife.com. Um, make sure that you use promo code Mobley to save, but this is making your immune system clean, resilient, and resistant to all types of illnesses. Okay. He's got all types of uh, immune boosting uh, packs here. I mean, and you can just you can just look at this stuff. It's common sense stuff. It's the same stuff. Uh, that the leftists tried to outlaw and say that you can't have um, things like zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D, crazy stuff, guys. Uh, very crazy stuff. They've got chewables, they've got uh, tablets, they've got uh, products for kids, plant-based products, products for adults. Make sure that you have this stuff on hand because once you get sick, uh, then one, you don't feel like, you know, getting out to the store or waiting for stuff to arrive in the mail. You have to have this stuff on hand and uh, for when you do get sick. And a lot of this stuff you can take uh, prophylactically so you don't get sick. Um, but anyway, the website is zstacklife.com. It will, it is linked below. I don't have the little banner for it because I fell behind in work today and and a whole bunch of other stuff and getting my car inspected. And of course, you know, you take your car for one thing and it turns into another thing and, and on and on uh, the story goes. Um, but I did want to make sure to share that with you guys today. All right. So, man, Fauci can't say enough things about Fauci. All right. So speaking of people that don't know what the heck is going on? Gotta love the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky. Big news coming out of the CDC, guys. If you missed it, the CDC says the agency did not reliably meet expectations when going over their COVID-19 global pandemic handling. So they decide uh, the, the boys and girls over at CDC decide that they're going to do an after-action report for you military folks out there. They're going to do an AAR on how they handled COVID. And you know what? It turns out that they, they, they don't give themselves a passing grade. They say that we haven't done a great job. Mm, we did do a great job, guys. The CDC director announces, this is Epic Times reporting, announces changes after agencies' performance during pandemic did not reliably meet expectations. The director is announcing that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, will be reorganized. That's going to solve everything. Dr. Rochelle Walensky informed the approximately 13,000 CDC employees of the move, which includes changes to the agency in an attempt to make quicker decisions, be more accountable, and improve communication. Wow. Big stuff. Here's the problem. Don't believe this for a second, okay? 
Don't believe it for a second. This is absolute nonsense. Look at look at the words. The changes include making quicker decisions. The CDC was batting a zero. Everything that they promoted was wrong. Everything. The lockdowns, the social distancing, the don't wear masks, do wear masks, don't wear masks, wear two masks, wear five masks, get a vaccine, get a booster, get a booster, booster, booster. Well, I guess it's two shots initially and then start getting boosted. Everything the CDC told you to do throughout the COVID-19 pandemic was an absolute abject failure. They thought that it was good for your emotional health, your physical health to abstain from going outside and getting sunlight, to lock yourself in. If you were sick, to lock yourself in an actual room and isolate from family members that live in the same house with you. Any doctor with two brain cells to rub together, any psychologist, uh, uh, any psychotherapist, psychiatrist, any of those types of science, they will tell you that that is not good for your physical, emotional, or mental health across the board. This is not a 9 out of 10 doctors recommend. This is a 10 out of 10 doctors when they are acting in courage and when they're not being pressured by the federal government or the CDC or the, the WHO or the NIH, or Dr. Fauci, when they're not being pressured by any of those, quote, authorities, they will tell you, 10 out of 10, this is not good for your physical, your mental, or your emotional health, period. Everything the CDC did was an abject failure. But don't worry, guys, they're going to make decisions faster. They make crap decisions when they take supposedly a little bit longer, but their decision-making ability is going to get much better once they streamline their decision. They would have sent you into, let, let's apply this logic onto all of their failures. That means setting you into lockdown faster. That means getting you to social distance quicker. That means lying to you about the mask and then reversing the lie about the mask to another lie, that mask worked, quicker. That means telling you to wear two masks quicker. That means telling you to take an an, a science experiment from, you know, a Bill Nye or Magic School Bus, you know, a wonder experiment type thing, telling you to take it sooner. And here's the thing, and a lot of, a lot of conservatives have a bug up their butt about this, and they're, oh, one team, one fight. Donald Trump couldn't have been more wrong about the stupid vaccine. Operation Warp Speed, Warp Speed was a giant mistake, a huge misstep for which Donald Trump has never apologized and likely won't uh, because he is very much a narcissist. And hey, hey, I love the guy. If you watch this show, you already know that I do, but I got to call a spade a spade. Operation Warp Speed and the entire... Uh, response. Although I understand that Trump didn't want to do a heavy-handed response because he didn't want to be accused of being uh, a dictator. But I think that's a terrible excuse because they were always going to accuse him of being a dictator no matter what he did. His answer was always, do what you want. States' rights, individual rights. You governors get to decide. You parents get to decide. You business owners get to decide. That was always his position. And they still called him an insurrectionist, a dictator, a Nazi, a white supremacist, and all of the things. His handling was completely absurd and, and was an absolute mistake. Uh, but don't worry, guys. The next time around, the CDC with the new reorg, they're going to be able to make these decisions faster. The article goes on, they'll be more accountable and they'll have improved communication. The changes are spurred by a review that started in April, which found that the agency's traditional scientific and communication processes were not adequate to effectively respond to a crisis of the size and scope of the COVID-19 pandemic. The CDC told the Epic Times, in an email statement. Well, that's the understatement of the freaking year right there. 
the traditional scientific and communication processes were not adequate to effectively respond to the crisis. Wow. That really is the understatement of the year. That might be the misstatement of the year because in my summation, it seems that their traditional science, which wasn't traditional or scientific at all, it was the antithesis of science. It was, this is our conclusion and we are going to manipulate the data. We are going to manipulate all hypotheses that come to different conclusions so that we can get the outcome that we want and their communication processes were not adequate to effectively uh, respond to the crisis. I think that they over-responded to the crisis. I think that they over-responded in every imaginable way. They went nuclear at the first sign of trouble. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I want you to seriously think about. While, while you're looking at Rochelle Walensky right here, I want you to think about this. What is the big picture? What's going on big picture? Because in my eyes, this all looks like everything that we've spoken about, things that we spoke about last week on the show, this all looks like more of the leftist playbook. And I'm not talking about the Saul Walensky playbook. I'm talking about the, the conventional United States DNC leftist playbook. The new CEO of CNN is saying something eerily similar, in my mind, eerily similar to what's going on with Fauci, eerily similar to what's going on, going on with the CDC. CNN saying that, hey, we made mistakes. We're going to make changes. Trust us as we build back better. The CDC is saying, hey, we've made mistakes. We're going to make changes. Trust us as we build back better. Fauci's retiring early. Heck, Fauci retiring at all is tantamount to him saying, hey, I made some mistakes. I'm going to step aside. We're going to do better. Don't be fooled for a second. Not one second. This is what they always do. And the mistake is you and I believe that they are going to turn the other cheek. They never do. It's been a steady march towards totalitarianism, a steady march towards this, this socialist nonsense. Some say for the last few decades or the last hundred years, I think pretty much forever. It's been a steady march towards one world government, towards this globalist elite club that you are not in and you will never be in. And no one that you know is in this elitist club. Guys, don't be fooled for a second. All right. So we are going to leave all things uh, medicine behind at this time. Whew. All right. So the other thing that we uh, need to talk about is Still, what's going on with Donald Trump? What's going on with the Department of Injustice, the Federal Bureau of Injustice, and um, all that jazz? Uh, so it looks like I got these articles mixed up here. All right, let's get it back up there. Apologies if you can hear my kids in the other room. And if you can't, then uh, just pretend nothing happened. No kids. Just kidding. Opposite of no kids. We've got all the kids. Uh, Epic Times reporting uh, F on the FBI raid of Trump's resort. They, I don't even like the, the term. This is his actual home where he lives, where he is a voting citizen. Um, but anyway, uh, judge, government hasn't proven Trump search warrant affidavit should remain sealed. If you're unfamiliar, there's this ongoing uh, there's this ongoing kind of battle um, about unsealing uh, the search warrant, showing the public why there was probable cause to search the president's home and you know, what the scope of the search was. And there's this battle where the government is doing what they always do. The government is saying, the FBI is saying that 
it'll be too harmful to security to show you what's in the warrant. It'll it'll reveal um just a second. It will reveal uh, sensitive contacts and it'll reveal whistleblowers and blah, 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 blah. So they're like, you know, we, we can't let you know two or three names. So we've got to redact the entire warrant or we've got to just seal the entire warrant, warrant and never let it see the light of day. That doesn't make sense at all, uh, but that's what they're saying. To dive deeper into this, we're going to turn to the Western Journal article, uh, which really kind of, this, this is the crux of the argument, um, saying if Trump wins court case he just filed, the FBI's back will be broken. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, the article says the wrongful overbroad, war- overbroad warrant was signed by a magistrate judge who, rest, who recused himself just two months ago from a major civil lawsuit that I, I being Donald Trump, uh, filed because of his bias and animus towards me. Uh, this is true. This is a huge conflict of interest right off the bat with the actual signing. Isn't that so interesting? With the actual signing of Now, I got my screens mixed up here. There you go. So you can see it. The actual signing of the warrant signed by a judge who just two months ago had to recuse himself from a major civil lawsuit on the grounds of bias and animus towards Donald Trump. So how is it? How is it possible of all of the judges that it's a conflict of interest in the civil suit, but totally fine for you to be the person signing a federal search warrant on the previous sitting president, on the previous president of the United States and the front runner, the obvious candidate for the Republican Party for the 2024 presidential election. The article reads, former President Trump, former President Donald Trump announced the lawsuit Monday seeking an audit and return of the items taken from his Mar-a-Lago home in an FBI raid earlier this month. Guys, this is a short one, so we're just going to tick on through it. Trump writes, we have filed a motion in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida, strongly asserting my rights, including under the Fourth Amendment of our Constitution, regarding the unnecessary, unwarranted, and un-American break-in by dozens of FBI agents and others of my home, Mar-a-Lago, in Palm Beach, Florida. He specifically signaled He specifically singled out alleged requests from FBI agents to turn off security cameras during the raid. Nothing fishy about that at all. When you go and execute a warrant on someone's house and you're searching, nothing strange at all about asking them to turn off their security cameras, uh, which he says they demanded that the security cameras be turned off a request we rightfully denied. Now, it's unclear right now, did did the FBI know that the cameras were staying on? Um, I, I certainly heard some early reporting uh, that the Fed boys, you know, came in, jackbooted thugs, and they said, turn off these cameras. And they said, okay, and they, and they went away, but they didn't actually turn off the cameras. Um, of course, this is, this is them uh, telling Trump's legal team. Now, they wouldn't let the legal team show them. They wouldn't let the legal team uh, on the premises while the search was being conducted. You know, normally you got a warrant, you, you give it to the attorney and the attorney can just give you the items. Because at this point, once there's a warrant in hand, a legitimate warrant, at this point, the items are, they have a lawful claim to them. So the attorney knows this. The attorney would just give it to you. If the attorney, if they had a warrant to search my house looking for my cell phone, and it said, it described exactly this thing, you know, small green uh, couple inches by a couple inches device, 
And they can only look places that they can reasonably expect to find this. Now, this is pretty small. You can look just about anywhere. Um, but when we're talking about 15 boxes of classified uh, documents, I'm not really sure how Melania's uh, um, wardrobe comes into play. I'm not really sure what classified documents uh, and boxes of classified documents uh, in locked sealed doors that they had previously locked themselves. Not really sure how they could expect to find those documents um, uh, in her unmentionables, but whatever. Hey, I, I'm not a Fed. Maybe there's something, some strange carve-outs in, in search procedures that I'm unaware of. Uh, I've conducted hundreds of searches myself, um, did a decent job at it, uh, but, you know, whatever. Maybe how they showed me how to search for contraband was, wasn't the right way. <sighs> they prevented my attorneys, Trump goes on, they prevented my attorneys from observing what was being taken in the raid, saying absolutely not. They took documents covered by attorney-client and executive privilege, which is not allowed. They took my passports. They even brought a safe cracker and successfully broke into my personal safe, which revealed nothing. I love that this is such a Trump style of thing. Almost, again, some others have said this, almost as if this whole thing were a Trump setup, almost as if Trump knew by having this spat, this dispute with the National Archives, which is super powerful and important government agency. The National Archives is a daily part of the dialogue. I'm not convinced that this whole entire thing isn't just an ad campaign to bring the National Archives back front of mind in the American public. Because you weren't thinking about the National Archives since somewhere between Night at the Museum 2 and National Treasure with Nick Cage. That was the last time the National Archives were relevant. But now the National Archives, they've moved front and center right into the Overton window. We talk about the National Archives every day. They're the center of this scandal. So I'm not convinced this whole thing uh, is an irrelevancy campaign, an ad campaign for the National Archives. But Trump having this dispute, and I, I use dispute kind of loosely, National Archives, former president of the United States, unilaterally empowered to classify and declassify material, kind of a thing. There, there's a really good argument or thought process that he knew what was going on, and this whole thing just might have been a setup for the FBI. And I, I hope it's true. I hope there's some really embarrassing uh, images and video of the FBI. I hope if they committed any crimes during the search, apart from the search itself, uh, in my view, everywhere outside of the scope. Oh, we've got the rights to the whole grounds. If you're looking for 15 boxes of classified information, which have been accounted for and put under lock and key, where you know where it is, then that's where you can look. This warrant was way too broad in scope, and that's what they don't want to get out. They don't want this flimsy warrant to be seen by the public so America's legal minds can tell you how flimsy this thing is. That's what this is about. Because you can't say in the one hand uh, that they're not being, these documents aren't being kept safe enough. And then you break into the president's safe. You raid his house and then you break into his personal safe. You were just looking for anything. They have been doing this since the moment he rode down the escalator and announced he was running for president. They have done everything. Everything. The Espionage Act. Are you kidding me? There is no amount of intelligence that you could keep from the sitting president of the United States. The president of the United States has more information and could pose more of a threat than Snowden or any of these insider threats combined. They're the president of the United States. What are you, what are you gonna do? You're gonna withhold information from them? You you cannot have 
talking about threat to our democracy. You cannot have the continued operation of the United States government when you believe that the sitting president of the United States is or has the potential to be an insider threat. You cannot operate that way. There are no locked doors to the president of the United States. There are no secrets. There are no code words that they do not have access to. That's not how this works. You hear the line, it's above your pay grade. There's nothing above the president of the United States pay grade. That's the top of the pay grade. Well, I guess Dr. Fauci makes more money, a lot more than Donald Trump did as president. Donald Trump made $1 as president, and that was just so he could lawfully be the president. Speaking of that, is it me or... Is it weird for all of this wokeism and the CRT and 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 uh, white guilt and whites are bad and blah 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 blah? Is it weird that uh, President Biden doesn't donate his his over four hundred thousand dollars salary uh, to anything? Isn't that weird? I mean, supposedly he's already getting ten percent. That's you know shaved off for the big guy. Uh, and you know his son, the smartest person he knows, is, is on on the board of Burisma, just and selling art for millions of dollars. You know, supposedly they're doing well, but isn't it weird how they cling to that dollar? Mm. Just a thought, just popped in my head just now. Ah. Oh. We are now, the article goes on, we are now demanding that the Department of, quote, justice, or the Department of Injustice, as I refer to it, be instructed to immediately stop the review of documents illegally seized from my home. All documents have been previously declassified. That's another issue. If the warrant says that they can go and get classified information out of the president's home and the president declassified those materials, then... This whole thing is null and void. I am can I am of the opinion that this whole thing, I don't care that a judge signed the warrant. I just like they lied to the FISA court and defrauded the FISA court um, to get a warrant to spy on Donald Trump's campaign. And then they continuously lied every couple of months to continue that illegal. Uh, you know, investigation into the president, and they found nothing. Just like all of that was illegal, I'm convinced that this search warrant is illegal. Donald Trump could have had dead bodies, um, you know, cocaine and hookers and all the things that you could expect to find in a Biden family member's house. He could have had all that at his house. And I just believe that it is fruit of the poisonous tree at this point. I do not believe that there were classified documents there. And what what are they saying? Oh, these are dangerous nuclear materials. So they just let it go for all of this time. Donald Trump's been out of the White House for a long time, folks, a long time. So they believe that there's some evidence so damning, so dangerous, so essential to national security that we can't continue to go on. And they wait this long to go get it. It's because their other things failed. It's because their insurrection uh, trial, whatever you want to call it, because it failed. They are racking up a long list of L's against Donald J. D. J. Trump. A long list, loss after loss. Steele dossier, uh, Stormy Daniels, Russia collusion, hoax after hoax after hoax. It was January 6th for a long time, and then they had the sham hearing where they brought in just a bunch of uh, Democratic yes-men and a couple of conservative actors. Not actors like bad actors, but literal actors reciting lines that were verifiably false, that were so bad. They failed the sniff test so bad that they were being debunked in real time. You could see the look of regret on their faces. You have a you have an image in your mind right now listening to this. You could see the look of regret on their faces as they were telling the lies. I'm talking worse actors than Amber Heard. Just terrible. And they still lost. They're losing time and time again. Trump goes on, we are further demanding 
that the DOJ be forced to turn over a real without plants inventory of my property that was taken and disclose where the property is located. Now, we are demanding that all items wrongfully taken from my home be immediately returned. He says that the warrant was wrongful and overbroad. This is exactly what I was saying earlier, wrongful and overbroad illegal and unconstitutional. I I got to tell you, I just, I don't agree with everything that Trump says, but I completely agree with this written statement. He closes with, and this is classic Trump, I will never stop fighting for the American people, our country, and the rule of law. Make America great again. Don't worry, guys. Uh, th- this guy is not running for president. He is obviously running for president and he's going to crush the primary. Uh, and unless, you know, unless we still have the Dominion shenanigans and, and uh, secretaries of state just rewriting laws whole cloth, uh, unless we have all of that and the eternal state of emergency and drop boxes and ballot harvesting, um, then he's going to win again. He's going to win his third election. But here's the thing, in the last few minutes that we have, this is why even the most basic of antennas should go up. The left is doing what they always do. And it's all connected. The raid on Mar-a-Lago, all, all of this, these, these people coming out and apologizing about this and that and the other thing. They're doing what they always do. The number one play that they run, like open their playbook, play number one. They are accusing us of the things that they are doing from Hillary's email server, Hunter Biden's laptop, Epstein's illegal sex rings and trafficking, Joe and Hunter Biden's uh, influence peddling, Pelosi's tax and regulatory coincidences that keep happening. The vast majority of congressmen and women found guilty of tax or financial crimes are Democrats. All of these people and all of these things, the Espionage, the Espionage Act. It's it's almost like they write confession letters and they change their name to their political opposition and they release that into the wild. And that's exactly what's happening here. Because the only people that I'm aware of that should be investigated under the Espionage Act are Hillary Clinton, Joseph R. Biden, Barack Obama. You know, I rewatched the trailer to 13 Hours uh, yesterday because it just popped up. Um, It popped up while I was on YouTube for some reason. Where's the investigation into that? You know, Hillary Clinton says it doesn't matter. They're dead. Who cares? Not just the brave warriors out there, the special operations members, you know, working with the agency, which is always a mistake, and they know it, which is why they don't like doing it. But a sitting U.S. ambassador murdered. Who cares? They're dead. What difference does it make is her line. This is what they do. They are constantly accusing us of the exact crimes that they are committing. And they rule all of the institutions of power. All of the institutions of power. As far as I'm concerned, as soon as I saw that this was about the Espionage Act. That's proof positive for me that the leftists elite, the DNC, from Clinton to Biden to Obama's whomever, are doing espionage. That That's just where I'm at. You could say, oh, Joe's being jaded. I don't care. You can, you know, you can listen to other shows where they pretend, play make-believe. Like everyone's playing nice and and the the standards and decency and blah 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 blah. No, no. And uh, so I lied. This is the last thing because I just heard this 
while I was getting cleaned up to come do the show, I was listening to uh, Charlie Kirk's show this morning. Um, just before this, it might still be on now. I don't know. Um, but uh, Jack Posobiec was guest hosting for Charlie, and he had Dan Crenshaw on. And Crenshaw, um, who is a very interesting character, um, is 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 proving very quickly that he is much more establishment than he is uh, America First, much more um, of the Uniparty than he is MAGA. But I digress. Uh, Representative Crenshaw, you were just completely wrong about your approach on Charlie Kirk's show because he was he was talking with Jack and he was saying, uh, you know, and I I almost hate to say this about you know, a, a, a fellow service member, a, a special operations member, someone who sacrificed greatly for the country. The answer, the justification that Dan Crenshaw gave today was the coward's answer. And we started the show there. We have got to be bold and courageous. This cowardice has got to go. Cowardice is doing nothing for this country but burning it down to the ground. And Crenshaw saying that we've got to stop saying defund the FBI. He said we need to to instead operate within the realm of possibility. He said I prefer uh, not to do sound bites, but to promote, you know, to promote bullcrap. What he's promoting is limiting beliefs, false beliefs. He's saying we can't get rid of the FBI. He's saying it's not realistic, and he only wants to promote what's in the realm of possibility. That is the coward's answer. I'm in the camp with Steven Crowder. I'm in the camp that anyone, Democrat or Republican, whatever you call yourself, you could be Donald Trump's chief of staff. I don't care. Anyone who is not calling for the the serious dismantling, the serious scaling back up into up until and including the complete removal of the FBI. I am for openly primarying them. I am for calling for their removal as an elected official. And I know what it is on the left, but on the right, the the people with the big R next to their name, the Republicans, the grand old party, conservatives, hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. No, if you are not, and he asked Carrie Lake this, uh, Crowder asked Carrie Lake this on her show. And you could tell she hadn't thought about it a lot, but she said, yeah. The FBI needs to be seriously uh, looked at. They need to clean house. And ultimately, she said, yeah, I'd be for removing the FBI. Federal police power does not appear anywhere in the Constitution. And it's not because we are so intelligent that we found the big gaping hole that the founders forgot about. We've spoken about on this show Honestly, how you know policing with police chiefs that are unaccountable and unelected, uh, and all of their officers that are largely unaccountable and also unelected and have no accountability to the people, they have no direct oversight from the people whom which they police. How that doesn't appear in the Constitution and the founding fathers would have been completely against it. Largely, police as you know it is unconstitutional. Sheriffs and their deputies that are elected and the deputies appointed, hired, brought on by the elected official who is easily removed, who we can recall, who we, the people, have direct oversight over. There's no mention of a federal police force. Okay, when you've got the state line problem and the criminals jumping from one side to the other, that's what the United States Marshal Service is for. That's what they've always been for. And it was a huge bait and switch when they stood up the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which was just the Bureau of Investigation. And it's a steady march towards a growing, tyrannical, overbearing government, getting bigger and bigger, amassing more power, more guns, more ammo. They get bigger, you get smaller as the individual. And Dan Crenshaw says, there's nothing we can do. We need to operate within the realm of possibility. Every executive agency, every administrative agency, they were born out of the executive and they can die with the executive. If I woke up in the White House and I'm the president, surprise, surprise, just like Joseph R. Biden is surprised every day that Dementia Joe wakes up and remembers or someone tells him, oh, you're the president, idiot. Just like that. If I woke up and I was the president, the IRS, gone. 
but Joe, who is going to illegally show up at people's homes and say, prove to us that you haven't committed financial crimes? No one. Regular investigators, regular police agencies, the sheriffs and their deputies with their fraud investigators, they can see that you are living well outside your means. They can hop on Indeed or LinkedIn and see what the pay is for the job that you have. And notice that you're driving around in your third Ferrari in your second million dollar mansion. They can launch those investigations. We don't need a constant auditing agency that, oh yeah, is also a federal law enforcement agency that, oh yeah, is also a federal intelligence agency, a three-in-one freaking three-headed nightmare. We don't need that. That is the most un-American thing. They show up to your house. They don't even show up. They send you a letter that says, hey, you need to prove to us that you didn't commit a crime for this three to five year period, or we're going to throw you in prison. We're going to take your wages, and we are going to have your children's children's earnings garnered. That's how gangster the IRS is. So I wake up, I'm president, the IRS is gone. Gone. Oh, what are we going to do? We'll be just fine. And honestly, the FBI at this point, because they are the Federal Bureau of Injustice, they would be gone. And the, the good men and women, the, the boots on the ground, the door kickers, they can find work elsewhere. But they're not so influential. They're not so courageous to be able to right the ship there. So I'm sorry. But that's the way that it is. So uh, Crenshaw, no surprise from you. You take the squished answer uh, and you're, you're acting as a full institutionalist coward at this point. So guys, that is the show. Thanks so much for sticking with us. We went a few minutes over. Again, uh, make sure that you send me your thoughts. Ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. You can support the show by liking, sharing, and subscribing, however you're consuming this. Uh, If you're a podcast listener, go ahead and rate and review. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.